I would personally like to welcome you guys to the first installment of whatever we're going to call this podcast. Eventually, we got a couple of glorious guys here that are interested in gaming, different categories. We're all currently playing World of Warcraft. Looking forward to the Wrath of the Lich King. Thank you for tuning in, being here, and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us. Would you like to introduce yourselves? We can start with uh, Flamestrike. Go ahead, good sir. Yeah, everybody. Flamestrike, you guys should know me by now. I'm a small streamer, do mostly World of Warcraft Classic, and uh, happy to be here. Hope you guys enjoy the show. And uh, oh. Go ahead, Storm. Okay. And I'm Stormfrax. You can see me at uh, Stormfrax TV here on Twitch, as well as Stormfrax on YouTube. I'm a very tinier streamer than even Flamestrike. Uh, we're streaming World Warcraft Classic, and we're also doing other games in the future. And our old man Aladar in the corner. Hi, uh, hey everyone. I'm Alodad, or, or sorry, Alodar. And uh, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash Aladar. Um, get links to my YouTube and stuff like that there as well. And generally, I uh, just uh, play MMOs. Actually, I only play MMOs, to be honest. I don't play any other games. And I'm an ad avid fan of other nerdy things like Game of Thrones, Star Wars, etc., etc. So. Absolutely welcome, guys. Good to have everybody here. Uh, a couple things we're going to talk about today. We, the biggest thing on our subject matter is Wrath of Lich King is coming up. We are in the preparation stages. The pre-patch is coming on uh, the, the 30th, correct? And then we have the actual launch yep. of the game, or the relaunch of the classic game, on uh, the 26th of September. So uh, right now, I mean, I guess I would ask you guys, like, what, what are you guys doing in preparation for, for Wrath? Right now, we don't have access to the pre-patch content, but we do have, um, you know, the knowledge that's coming. So what kind of things have you guys been doing to specifically prepare for or get ready for what's going to be happening with Wrath. And again, feel free to... Uh, that's 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 our panel here. Feel free to speak up <laughs> and talk over each other, and we'll sort it as it goes. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll jump in uh, first. I, um, I thought, like a couple months ago, that I was getting more than prepared for Wrath. It wasn't until I started watching a bunch of videos from really good creators like uh, Willy and, you know, stuff like that, where they were showing all the things that need to be done and I, suddenly I'm at a point now where we're like a month or five weeks away and I'm freaking out because I'm like, damn, there's all this stuff that I suddenly need to do. So I am I went through a horrible phase. Well, not a horrible phase, but I went through a phase where my guild is now wanting to go a little bit more hardcore than we were in, um, in TBC or uh, in Classic. We are really looking to amp up our, our raids um, and specifically with that, I decided that I was going to um, not just talk the talk, but I went and re-rolled a, a mage to be troll because I had three level 70 mages at the point, but they were all undead. So I wanted the troll racial. So I, li I rolled up uh, a troll one to 70 just for the racial. And two days later, Blizzard announced they were going to allow race changes once I was done. So I was a little annoyed by that. Um, then I was watching a video, I think it was uh, by Willie or Scotty J or something like that. And uh, um, realized, oh, I, I think it was Willie, but um, you can get a two-piece set from Nax for mages. And if you wanted to get that, you could go uh, go into a old Nax group and, and actually still get it. But oh, one of the mages... Are you talking about the, uh, the Innervate bonus? Yeah. So yeah. I... 
I had cleared Nax many, many times on one of my mages, but it wasn't the troll mage that I'd already leveled up. And because I was like, okay, well, whatever, I've already leveled up this troll. So now I'm just going to play the undead mage that I should have played all along and going to uh, um, just um, use that set bonus. And then I'll use the race change once it becomes available. But now I'm trying to do like lore master and all this other crap. And I'm trying to get this all done in that time. So. So you're getting you're you're looking for that that tier three bonus, and the reason that that's so important right now is you've only got what is it? Uh, we're looking at like two more lockouts until old school forty man max goes away forever, correct? Yeah, it's uh, it, I mean I probably maybe could have got it, but I've already got an undead mage, and it's the undead mage that I've I've already got that I've cleared all the content with anyways. So I want to be able to have one character that I've cleared all the content with anyways. So, and it's, it's actually a pretty insane set bonus for when you're clearing trash and stuff like that. And there was just no doubt that I, I had to basically rule with the undead mage until they give me racial cha race change. Yeah, that, that's a huge grab. And that's something for everybody, you guys that are out there listening and watching, um, you know, knowing that that's going to go away. So if you're trying to collect yourself like a Corrupted Ashbringer or you're rounding out a tier three set from uh, the original 40 man content, those things are going to be gone in about two weeks as of the recording of, uh, of this episode here. So that's something that you definitely want to look at in your preparations. Have you done anything else specifically or is that, that basically just trying to get your mages and your ducks in a row for your, your big push here for the PvE content coming up? That's pretty much, I mean, I wanted more time to farm more gold and stuff like that. I've got about 25,000 gold, but I wanted more and um, I wanted maybe to go for the insane title, but I, I um, for the um, the two titles, you'll be able to work on that during Wrath. So um, I'm, I'm probably going to shelf that for a little bit. And uh, I've also got a Paladin that I started leveling up because as you guys may or may not know, I have 11 tailors in TBC. So my way of making gold is just by using my tailoring cooldowns. But apparently in Wrath of the Lich King, the very last patch, they put in um, no, no um, cooldowns for tailoring. So there's no point in having 11 tailors. And because there's no <laughs> cooldowns, you're not going to make any gold off of it anyways, because it's going to be just... So my 11 tailors are basically worthless at this point. So um, I'm leveling up a Paladin to use that as my uh, gold farming tune. That's a huge point to point to, to get there as well, is that uh, with the cooldowns being removed, the supply and demand of all those available resources is now completely upset and turning into something something different where you've now made that all of, like you said, those, those guys uh, in, not as valuable to you anymore. What about uh, Flamestorm? What about you guys? Have you taken any time to specifically dedicate in preparation for before the pre-patch is dropped? Uh, yeah, so I will be playing a Feral Druid, Feral Kitty, in Wrath. I have just making some money. I've also gotten 25 quests done on my kitty, so ideally, day one Wrath launches. I'll just turn all those in if you hit 71 within, like, an hour or so. Um, other than that, it's just been finding out what my pre-raid bis is, figuring out the rotation, kind of doing some uh, research into that. Um, bloody hell, it is thundering. Anyways, um... Uh, other than that, it is, um, it's just, I haven't done, like, a whole lot outside of that, just getting my one main character ready. Um, one thing I would bounce off what Alar was saying, uh, as well, the ZA bear mount is also going away with pre-patch. So you have, what, like, a week to get that, and then that goes away as well. Um, and, uh, outside of that, that's about it. I've also been leveling up several characters. Uh, I've got my, uh, Shaman 270, he's gonna be my main 
alchemy guy because uh, uh, potion master is great for money making uh, i have my paladin at level 70 he's gonna be my gatherer because paladins are actually technically better than druids because both with the crusader aura and the reduced cast time on your mounts paladins are actually make for better gatherer uh gathering profession people you know so mining herbalism etc uh those specifically and uh, then I'll also have my Death Knight. I will be leveling really hard during free patch because that's gonna be my main off, uh, off, off person. Anyways, I can use words. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's about okay. it. What, what, have, have any of you guys looked at um, uh, changing professions for for what's happening with Wrath? I know that a lot of the available things um, that that are there are gonna are gonna be more beneficial as, as Wrath comes. For instance, you know, a lot of people are going with jewel crafting for the extra. Uh, gem slots and that kind of stuff and or people that are looking at we have the new profession uh, inscription which uh, a lot of people are going to be pairing you know herbalism with inscription because those two go hand in hand with your gathering and your milling of the herbs get your your inks and your different things like that what about you flame are you are you going to be doing anything with inscription or have you done specific preparations well uh, i've well i've done this a long time ago guys and this time around i'm actually looking at it from a different perspective i'm looking at it from uh, almost like a first-time player. I just want to have fun. And you know me, I'm a big leveler. I love to level. I love to enjoy the content and go through each area and through the quest chains and stuff like that. Um, I do want to raid, so I'm definitely going to be get, uh, getting my main prepped. I am going Ret, so Doc, I'm going to level with Doc's DK. We're going to try to do some dungeon spamming, I hope. Maybe some PvP. That would be awesome to try. Uh, but for me, it's all about just enjoying the content, going through each zone and seeing it again, you know, like I haven't seen it in a long time. And I will, I will get, you know, my tier eventually. Uh, I can't wait for Wintergrass, to be honest. I can't wait for Wintergrass, instance Wintergrass. That's going to be awesome. And, and that's about it. Just going through, enjoying it. And obviously, I'll have like 11 alts like I always do. Each one will have a different profession. But uh, I'll have to do the meta. I'll have to go with the, the jewel crafting engineering meta to start on my main. But everything else, I think I'll just, you know, play it by ear. And we'll see how it goes. Gotcha. I mean... That, that's that's the thing too as far as like the things i've been doing to prepare looking at uh the changes and what's upcoming excuse me i've uh you know added added a druid to what the repertoire of characters that i'm leveling and um you know one of the reasons is it's going to be able to, to to have for gathering you know you're going to be able to get your your flight form actually trained right from the the uh the trainer now uh for a fee but you do have to have the appropriate flight skill purchased in order to do that and um, I'm going to be using them as a gathering tune and taking advantage of those benefits. Uh, the other thing is, I think it's huge, is right now, if you're kind of, if you're out there playing and you're just getting yourself ready, a huge thing you do is literally just start stockpiling gold. There's going to be so many things that are coming available for the, uh, for, for gold expen expenses uh, when the, when the pre-patch drops. Um, getting into the, into the pre-patch itself, there's going to be, um, you know, you're going to have your inscription ready. Uh, so people can start working on that. So if you haven't started gathering materials for that, that's another huge thing you can do is gather materials for professions. If you're going to be making the DK, you know, looking at lining up, what are your choices? What professions are you going with? Get those as ready as you can. If you're, you're planning to do that kind of thing or if you're going to take a more leisurely route, obviously you don't have to do that. I personally am using that druid I'm leveling as a gatherer to, to be able to get those materials for the Death Knight, hand him over, get his professions, uh, you know, boosted as high as I can. But um, in doing so, hoping to make... Uh, some of that extra coin too. I haven't really been spending a lot of it waiting to the pre-patch because you're going to have um, 
a ways to save money right here is, is your mount costs are going to go down with the pre-patch. You're going to be able to get your epic riding for less. You're going to be able to get your, your flying and stuff for, for less. And, uh, you know, if you're in that, that, that window right now, leveling a tune, getting ready, I would just hold off. You've got about another, what is it, a week? What are we at? A week and a half, two weeks, something like that, till we have um, those reduced costs and things. And uh, the same thing, if you're going to be doing inscription with that coming out, that's going to be huge. There's a big potential for a moneymaker when the pre-patch drops because uh, everybody out of the gate is uh, that's that's level capped is going to have um, they're going to have their three miners and two major inscriptions available right at the get-go. So if you're going to be a person making inscriptions, that's a great opportunity to make money right there. So if you've got your stuff lined up, your ducks in a row. You can do that, and like I said, part of the reason you want to get this this money is uh, there's a lot of things you're going to be able to have here uh, at level 40 dual spec. It's going to be available, and that should be available in the free patch. And um, once the uh, oh yeah, the free patch also is going to be bringing in a couple of new skills too, where you're looking at uh, or weapons, I should say, for certain classes. Weapon skills are big things. Do we got any rogue players in our group here? No, no. I play yeah. rogues. I mean, I don't main them now, but I do play them. I haven't done one since I did my uh, uh, my PvP guy on Season of Mastery, which was a whole experience in itself. If you guys have followed my journey there, that's been... Oh, yeah. Um, uh, one second, I need to look at my mic here. <clears throat> the... Um, The journey with my rogue, either way, they have uh, access to axes now as weapons. And when you get that, when you go to your weapons trainer, uh, it's important to remember that that's going to start at weapon skill one. So in the pre-patch, that will be available to train, is my understanding. Getting that trained, and then what do you got to do once you get it trained? You guys know this. You know this. You got to level it up. You got to level up the skills. Yeah, yeah level yeah, up your yeah. weapon skill, of course. What, what about you? If you guys are doing weapon skills, do you do you actually do you go out and just swing in a dungeon, or what do you guys do for your, your skilling up? Me, me personally, I head down to the Blasted Lands and beat on those mobs, the crystals there. Unless they unless they nerf those now, I don't know. But I usually end up down there. I just started something lower level than me that won't, like, kill me as I just whack away at it. And I might just, like, run away, heal up, come back, keep whacking at it, and it just go on from there. Yeah, I do the same as Storm as well. I just kind of get it up to the point where you're close enough to your max level and, and uh, then finish it off in dungeons or something. Yeah, the uh, the nice mention, we're talking about Blasted Lands. Um, my understanding is uh, through some of the, and this is secondhand information, I did a lot of reading and watching in the last few days, and I don't remember exactly where it came from, but they're talking about the ability to do a, uh, a weapon skill up on immune mobs and that mobs that are categorized as immune will no longer actually work. For the weapon skills um but i do believe like the ogres and dire mall north around the king should work and i th i think the blasted land mobs work but not like a banished mob and that one i wasn't 100 percent sure on and chat's chat's telling me that it might not be available or might not work on the ones in blasted lands however the target dummies i was told in the they do not work yeah they do not work so you can't yeah, just go sit not, at the yeah. target dummy for those skill ups um but just just a side note there i mean that's a big thing that once the pre-patch drops rogues it's something you guys want to pay attention to you're going to make uh, all of your weapon options available to you and make sure you have your skills capped out where you want them to be for that and another little side note is druids if you're playing a druid um make sure you get full arms you can train it you don't need to worry about the weapon skills so much but training it and having that uh that weapon skill available to you 
is going to be a benefit. You can select uh, some different weapon options there as you uh, as you go forward. Um, oh, and a side note too. I'm oh, sorry. I'm looking back at this to jump. The another huge thing, and I think someone in the chat said this too, was the inscriptions is being able to make the uh, the cards. You can make the cards for uh, the Dark Moon. Bank. Bank. Yeah, the absolute are, bank. Yeah, those are supposed to be massive. I don't remember those at all. Like, this is my old school dad brain. Did any of you guys remember grabbing those decks or doing anything like that back in the day? I no, never I, did. Yeah, I did. Uh, Greatness cards and the, I forget the name of the card, the self-resurrect card. Um, those decks are awesome, by the way. Really good to have. Blue Dragon, yep. I think, was one of them as well. Uh, Greatness is Biss for most classes. And what, what does that one do, Storm? Do you know offhand? I do not. I can Google it super quick, though. Yeah, it's it's been for years. I can't remember. I think it's some kind of bonus to damage or something like that. Is, I, is that the one that increases your stats by a huge amount? Uh, oh, no, that, Brock, so that's I came the... across some of them. All right. Uh, it gives plus 90 agility as well as uh, equip. When you heal or deal damage, you have a chance to gain greatness. It's increasing your strength, agility, intellect, or spirit by 300 for 15 seconds. Yeah. Your highest stat is always chosen. Proc chance, 35%, 45-second cooldown. Excellent. Yeah, so it is, that thing it is procs gives all the time, stats. too. Huge. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. It's kind of like a, almost like an extra mongoose there, depending on how you stat your character. That's oh, yeah. Sweet. Yep. Um, well, the other good thing is the, uh, the self-res card. A lot of priests end up using that, I guess, when they're in raids, because... I guess stone soul, uh, stone, uh, soul stones are at a premium, I think. And uh, not everybody gets one, so people like to have that as well. Yeah, those are going to go for a hot fucking minute on the auction house. Yeah, for sure. Like 10k plus easily. So ideally, ideally what you want to do is you want to find a guildie that has inscription and then just funnel mats to him and that's how you get your dark moon card. Don't, try, don't buy it off the auction house if you can avoid it. You could probably save a good bit of money. On the cards, I think, I think they were talking about how much uh, the the greatness card was going to go for, and people were guessing in the in like the tens of thousands of gold. So, Oof. I think originally, if I remember, it was like eight to ten k back in the day. Yeah. Now I, it's probably going to go twenty k, man. I can see it being super expensive. I, I've heard even even higher than that. Yeah, that that's going to be amazing. You know, it's like that card is the difference between bis and not being bis. You know, average and excellent. Yep. Oh yes, so that's that's definitely a, it's, it's going to be a highly sought after item, and with the price tag on it like that, to me personally, that's that's again another reason why stacking your gold in in advance, which again you've got a short period of time to to start working on that. Um, those those cards, um, I don't know when or how quickly people will be able to get those out on the market, but um, you know you still got some time till the actual wrath content does does drop. So uh, I would stack up those dollars in uh, piles of gold. Boys, boys and girls. In addition to that, you're also um, going to have a couple other, you know, big expenses, right? At level 40 uh, for a thousand gold, which just be in the free patch as well. Uh, you're going to be able to get what's everybody looking forward to? Dual spec. Dual spec. Yep. Absolutely. That's going to be that's going to be huge. Uh, do you guys feel like that that's something that's uh, going to be a big benefit to you for your particular classes, or is that something that's, that's just something. kind of? That's something they should have added back in classic. I'm calling it. All right. They should have added that back in classic vanilla. I no, don't absolutely not. What? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Absolutely not, dude. You go play retail with that crap. That yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No chance. Classic I think, what? I think it has a time and a place. Yeah, dual spec has a time and a place, and I think Wrath is the proper place for it. Uh, even they in should have had it here. Nah, I don't think so. No, I mean, 
what I think, I, th I think the big draw is going to be for people that want to tank and heal. You know, that's going to be the huge draw. Me, I have two hunters that I'm going to be leveling. I mean, one is going to be, uh, one is a troll, one is an orc. And everybody's like, why are you rolling multiple hunters? I'm like, well, I like to play different hunters in different ways, you know? And switching specs, you're not always best by switching specs, right? So a troll is better with a bow, hunter is better with a, uh, orc is better with a gun, and so forth. So... I mean, I just like to have multiple tunes just in case I want to do sure. PvP or I want to do PvE. You know? I would argue, though, that the racial differences are, I mean, they're definitely less than they were in vanilla. But in TBC, they're almost minimalized. So if you're, and you're just saving so much time, money, like, let's say, so like, let's say, let's say you're somebody like a paladin, right? Instead of leveling three paladins, you could just, or two, let's just say two, right? Because dual spec. You could have one paladin that can tank or heal, and you're not, that's, that's not this annoying gold sink. You just get in, get out. And it's just, if somebody needs you to tank, great. I'll just switch specs, go. And it's just, it's so much more convenient. And I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think, I think it's something they could have changed and nobody would have complained, personally. Yeah, maybe, are you still it, talking you about doing it? Go ahead, Alan. You need a gold sink, though. Well, I mean, in classic, anyways. They, they. Mm -hmm. I mean, they obviously need a gold sink in wrath too, because like the amount of gold people have is getting way too out of control. Sure, so but fifty have... gold, it's like. Ugh. Well, in, in in wrath is not a problem, but in classic, yeah, it's it's meant it's there for a reason. I mean, if if, I mean, it's just. Um, I I think it's absolutely necessary in classic. It's just, uh, I mean, it's part of the game. It, it encourages you to play the one spec and not be constantly switching back and forth every 30 minutes. If you have to switch specs twice a week, it's not a big deal. It's 100 gold. I mean, you can make 100 gold in 15 minutes and earn 20 minutes or whatever in vanilla. It's not that big of a deal. If you don't know how to make uh, 50 gold to pay for your respec, you, you, I mean, that the problem is you, not the game. At one quest, boom, there's well, your money. Here's, here's an interesting one. Thing that do you do you guys think the the original intention, um, you know, did they intend people to be switching specs like that all the time, or or intend for people to be changing their, you know, their their entire talent tree once twice a week all the time? Is that something you think that they intended with the classic design? Back in the day, no, they wanted people to say like the one spec. I just don't think that really holds up in today's standards. I think the big problem with with the dual spec thing is people change, not the game. So the game wants you to play a specific way, but people are into, you know, I need to do it now. So instead of going and swapping specs or doing something like that, they basically want to play the game they want to play at that time. So if you want to tank or if you want to heal, you can just swap back and forth. Okay, I like the fact that they put gold in to do it. Because remember back in the day, you used to be able to swap spec, I think, in any major town, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's been so long, I forgot. But... Um, I think it's actually good because it's going to stop people just from spamming, you know, spamming back and forth. I don't think it's going to make you play your though. class. Well, that's why I plan to have multiple tunes, so I don't have to worry about that option. I mean, I personally feel that the um, having having dual spec is a nice a nice option, right? Because uh, I always hated I always hated paying the money for the 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 respec. I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay the money. I'm just going to run around as a a protection potato and then complain that i'm terrible at pvp but like i just hated doing it it was just something like i was personally extremely averse to just dumping money into that but like uh I think, 
think as Eleanor said, I mean, it does make a good gold dump, and um, you know everybody in there, you know, was was rotating around for all kinds of variety of reasons. But uh, something I look forward to, is, you know, like I said, is the dual spec. Um, there's going to be another another huge item. Uh, touch on real quick. That's a big a big opportunity for people to dump a chunk of gold. Um, what? Excuse me. Um, I passed over cold flying. Cold flying is another one. It's not too big of an expense, but you're talking another about a thousand gold there. And that's something that becomes available to all players at uh, 77. So right off the bat, if you're moving into to Wrath, what are you looking at? You're like 2,000 gold right there, bare minimum. Um, yep. Not including, uh, you know, other things like you're going to be adding your inscriptions. You're going to be, you know, because if you're not making them, you're buying them. Uh, and this is per for... character. This is per character, yeah, per character as well that you got to pay that. So you need to have more than a couple thousand gold. Oh, absolutely. Um you know, the other thing is that comes available is the Dalaran ring, which has a, you know, uh, teleport to Dalaran. Um, even if it, you don't wear it for the stats and it's supposed to be very, very good for a lot of the classes, is that's another huge thing. And those are starting out at about 8,500 gold, if I, uh, my research tells me correctly. That's about right, yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, like the Mammoth Mount, that's 20,000 gold. If you're going to go for that. I mean, do you, what 16. do you guys think on the 16? Well, that's 16, 16 with, with, rep, with Exalted. With yeah. rep, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 20,000 without the rep. And uh, what, are you, what are you guys thinking about that? Are you guys going to be trying to pick that bad boy up? I don't have the gold and right it, now, but eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Initially, no, because everybody and their dog will have one that is, uh, is you know, that, that does endgame raiding. So all you got to do is stand outside of a raid and you'll be able to get your repairs or whatever you want there. Yeah. But eventually, I will get it, yeah. Excellent. Um, during the, uh, the pre-patch event, there's uh, there's a couple things that become available for limited times. So again, this will be coming up in about a week. You guys will be able to to go after this. They have uh, an item that doesn't stri strike true to me. I, I I never liked the Piccolo. I don't really care for the animated like those items. But they do have, and a lot of people like this one, the uh, Arcanite Ripper. Right, that's uh, becomes available yeah. from a boss that spawns in only in the pre-patch period uh, in um, Karazin. And you guys can get that. And what that is, is it's the axe that works as a an actual guitar, like an axe, like a rock rock band, so you can rock out with the effect. I'm on getting that. that. You're gonna get. Yeah, it? I have it already. I'm getting that. Yeah. I'm so fucking getting yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I what got it back in original, and I loved it. So I'm gonna get it again for sure. That, what? the pet, everything. What makes you want to get it so bad? It's just cool. I get to I, I get to turn into an undead, just mega metal monster. Like hell yeah. I think for me, it's more about something that not everybody's going to get. You know, it's one of those rare items that people, even even to this day, for example, on the on the character that I have it under, like, I wish I'd gotten that. You know, I wish I'd gotten that. It's one of those things that's super easy mm -hmm. to get. And if you don't get it, you're kicking yourself for not getting it. There's also a tablet of the Argent Dawn that is only available during pre-patch that you can get. Is that? Yeah. Okay. It's the yep. same as the same as the the one that you get for going through the dark portal, pretty much. It's identical looking, just a different effect, I think. I'm gonna be doing uh Karazhan on my uh undead mage that I'm now playing. And if I get Arcanite Reaper I'll, I'll get it then. Nice. The um yeah, that, that was also one thing I was sure about on that tabard, because I was I was debating whether I wanted to try to get that or not. I'm not big at collecting that stuff. Um but uh, I, that's another item to sound off that is definitely going to be only available. It's pretty much a given, Doc. 80 uh, spirit shards, I think it costs, or whatever those uh, uh, scourge stones or whatever they are yeah. for the event. You spend 80 of those, you'll have 80 of those the first day. I mean, gotcha. it's not going to be that hard. Yeah. 
And a lot of you guys are probably familiar with the, the Scourge Invasion event. It's, you know, where they're spawning around. There's spawn points around the world to spawn in different, different uh, you know, ghouls and NPCs. And you, you collect the, 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 the drops that they have and can turn them in for different rewards. And um, Familiar yeah, with it? Never experienced it. Yeah. It, the, I lived that. I lived it. <laughs> and one of you guys mentioned a, a, a pet that becomes available. Yeah, there is, there's two pets. One of them is like a little mini uh, bat. And then another is maybe I think maybe a toy, but it's a like a blood elf paladin comes out and then she like bubble hearths and it's like this cool little thing you can get during the pre patch. She defends you, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's like a trinket or something, I forget. Yeah. But uh she'll basically fight for you for like sixty seconds and then bubble hearth away and you're like you're left with yeah. all the mobs on your own. <laughs> so that that would be cool. You I think you also get that uh the bat pet in Kara, I believe. Yeah, in Kara. Yeah, yep. drops. The vampiric bat. Chat's, yep. chat's got the name for us. Thank you, guys. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, so this was an interesting thing I looked at. Uh, again, during the the, the pre-patch segment here, we have this this current riding fifty percent bonus XP, which is going to be available up until the actual um, drop of the the wrath content. And um, on the fresh server, it'll be avail it'll be active until. Um, until that same time frame, I believe. I, I think that's what it was. But um, it's interesting. They're giving us that right now in the pre-patch time frame. But when the Wrath content drops, if you look at the levels, my understanding is that the 60 to 70 XP levels scale down again where they're losing something like 30 yep. to 40% XP. So there, there is a slight advantage right now to that 50%, I think, to, to spending time leveling tunes right now. But uh, Up to 60. Up, up to 60? Yeah, yeah okay. up to 60, yeah. And then right. pre-patch is when you get the massive, massive squish of sixty to seventy in Outland. Yes. So if you're trying, to, if you're trying to level a character now, you can level it to try and get it to sixty before pre-patch hits, and then wait till pre-patch, and then have a much easier time from uh, sixty to seventy. Yeah, that's what I did with my paladin. I got her to sixty, just sitting there waiting, and as soon as pre-patch drops, we're gonna hopefully go sixty to seventy in a, a day or two. That'd be awesome. Very nice. Um, here's here's another one that uh, we discuss, I discussed out a little bit earlier, and I think this is this is a point of contention for people that are out there in the community. Whether some people are su super in favor of it, some people don't like it, uh, some people think it's the greatest thing ever. You know, there's like a mix of everything, and in between is the the dungeon finder changes. Um, what do you guys What do you guys think about that? So so real quick though is the original Dungeon Finder, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is uh, Alaros, it was that you could queue up and it would take you there? And it's you, just... could queue up, you could queue up, it would take you there, and then you got a bonus to XP and a, and a gold a bonus for, I believe, like your first dungeon of the day or something like that. So it, it would help. It would it was a big XP chunk as well, so it would actually help people. Uh, um, now, I'm not sure with the new Dungeon Finder if you get the XP bonus, but I'm pretty... I'm. I know you don't get teleported and you don't get the you don't get the gold either. There's also an item bonus with the first one, I believe. Yeah. No. Like your first daily when you queue up for yeah. a random. Yep. So what what do you guys think on that? Like lay it on me. I want to hear some uh, some analysis from the expert minds. Well, I I understand what they were going for, and we'll see how well it's implemented and how well people actually use it. However. From what I've seen and how how it's kind of worked out on regular retail, it seems like it's analogous to what people are already using with the 
uh, was it the LFG uh, add-on everybody uses that just kind of organizes, yeah, organizes uh, the gallery, whatever that was called, uh, the gallery add-on that just organizes the LFG chat into just you can see it all, and so it's like there's not much difference. You're better, you're, you're almost I would say you're more efficient using the add-on because then you just post once an LFG chat and then just brings it up into the add-on and you're all good and sound how to scroll through you know a list of a bajillion groups um i mean we also lose the xp you know we lose the item it's just way less convenient for leveling which i mean some people are gonna hate that some people aren't i'm kind of in the middle like we're losing it it's kind of sucks because i do enjoy leveling alts and just that ease of i'm just gonna queue up for a dungeon and i can keep leveling keep questing and then just boom it pops and i'm in the dungeon and let's just go right and ideally those people who are in with me in the dungeon are people who are within the same realm so there's so there's kind of it's incentivized to work with them treat them well it's not like retail where you're getting people from some other realm you'll never see again in your entire life so i'm okay i i would be completely fine if they just added regular dungeon finder just keep it within the realm i think it would be completely fine um but we'll see how this works i'm not really too you know uh, sus about it either way, whatever it's, we'll find out. But that's that's kind of my thoughts about how it might play out in the future. Um, hold on. Um, if if I had if I could have my way, um, wrath or whatever would be absolutely zero changes. Um, part of the reason why there was such a big movement to bring bring back um, classic WoW to begin with was people wanted to play the game as it was before, just like the hooded. The hooded kid set at BlizzCon, right? If there's any chance that they would bring back the game as it was before. Um, that's kind of what I'd like to see. I'd like to be able to experience the game and all the content that I never got to do and actually be able to finish it playing the game the, the way it is now. And I always hear this argument, well, there's people that are, you know, players are way better. The raids are too easy, blah, blah, blah. I, I get that. But there's, you know, that's all part of it. Like we know Molten Core is easy, but... I still looked like I finished Molten Core back in original classic or in original vanilla. I wanted to play Molten Core again. I could not wait to get into Molten Core again. I wanted to play the game exactly the way as it was. Um, I know this topic was brought up or topics like this were brought up for classic when it was first announced. People were flipping out about, are they going to have the token? Yeah. Are they going to have this? Are they going to have that? And people were like really on Blizzard's case to have it as true to classic as possible um now of course we didn't get exactly that we didn't get we didn't get uh itemization done properly um stuff like that um and some of it they actually reneged on like they originally had just four um phases that they were going to have and then they changed it to six because a lot of the big streamers started making points that hey you can't have these items in dire mall coming out at the same time as this and all this other stuff um as far as the um the dungeon finder which is what Dawkin brought up i don't have a problem with the change that they've made and i know that's hypocritical to what i said about i want to have no changes and the reason why i don't have a particular problem with this I, again i wouldn't have a problem if they would have just left it um if they would have made everything else no changes as well but they haven't done that um the reason i don't like the dungeon finder tool is specifically for one thing is it teleports people to the instance you don't actually have to travel through the world and it makes the world look dead 
There's none of that interaction that you get when you're traveling to and from an instance. Those none of those chance PvP encounters or anything like that. And it's suddenly not really a role playing game. You're not you're not role playing. You're you know you're just kind of teleporting everywhere. I mean, what's next? I mean, I, I don't doubt that eventually Blizzard is going to have a teleportation um, to your mo the mobs that you need to kill in quests like. Why would they stop at just dungeons? Why not just teleport you to exactly where you need to do the quest? Let's just skip all the traveling through the world and all the interaction and stuff like that. I don't like the the dungeon finder that for that one particular thing. So it sounds like they're redoing dungeon finder and just getting rid of the teleportation crap. And there's a lot of people out there that don't like having to travel to a having to travel through the world. And I asked them, you know, it's like, why are you playing a role-playing, like a MMORPG? Like that's part of playing the game. Um, if you just want to teleport to everything, I mean, I, I don't know, that just, you're not interacting with anyone else in the game. Get a single player game. Bard's Tale is great. Like you can, you can really find a lot of other role-playing games where you don't have to interact with anyone. So I don't, I don't like the teleportation feature of it, but the rest of the dungeon finder, I don't really have a problem with. I, I kind of agree with that. Like the, as far as the, the tool existing, I don't have a problem with the tool existing. Something I've never personally been a fan of is exactly what you're saying. Features that remove the player from the world environment from one location to the next, right? Um, that I, I just kind of like, like you said, it takes away from the world itself. It's, it's just, just funneling people away from running into each other or seeing battles out in the world. Or even if it's not a PVP encounter, you're running by and you see you know, some guy that you've grouped with two or three times trying to finish an elite quest, and you're like, oh man, you just run over and help him finish the mob off or something like that. I think it just adds a whole a whole aspect to the game that you can't get any other way than by getting people through the world via if you talk to a, If you talk to a lot of the old school players that played from vanilla all the way through to whatever version of retail they played, a lot of them, a lot of people like would say, okay, Kata was the beginning of the end, but a lot of people will actually say the middle part of Wrath was. And the exact point where it, where they're pointing to is when Dungeon Finder came in. Because it came in halfway through Wrath. Technically, it was actually the last major patch. Um, that patch just lasted a really, really long time. It wasn't supposed to be that long. So it came in halfway through Wrath. And a lot of players looked at that as the point where the game really started to lose a lot of its interest and then cataclysm when they they just expediated all that crap so um but a lot of players that you talk to a lot of streamers or players that have been around for ages they'll pin they'll pinpoint that point in wrath where dungeon fighter came into effect and that they started to notice that the world was less lively and not as active and not as fun so yeah 100 percent agree 100 yeah. percent agree with Aladar. for me um playing the game the way it was meant to be played is a big thing and all you guys know i you know i give a hard time to everybody that plays the game the way it's not meant to be played and i think the teleporting to instances like you said killed the social aspect of this game and even to today on retail if you join a group finder and you join a group you get teleported in nobody says a word to you the dungeon ends and everybody's gone so that that social aspect is is dead and that's one of the reasons why i don't like retail today however um, in classic, like I said, I'm a big leveler. I love exploring the world. I love looking for groups, like looking for Skolal or looking for, you know, Dyermal or whatever, and spending time actually meeting the people and talking to them while you're traveling to, to, the, to, the, to the dungeon. And then from there, you get to know those people again because they're on your realm. 
and you get you get to develop like a, a little bit of a, a friendship. And those people from time to time, you'll invite back your groups and so forth because, hey, that guy's a great tank or, hey, this person's a great healer, you know, or, or a good yeah. DPS or whatever. Exactly. And and that's the way the game was meant to be played, in my opinion. So that's why I think Middle of Wrath, like, like Aldar said, is when the game started to fall apart for me. So the non-teleportation with the group finder, I really like that because you still have to travel the world and you still have to explore you know, and you still have to enjoy the game the way it's meant to be played. And and a lot of people have lost that aspect of it. So for me, because I'm a big leveler, I explore every zone again. And I, I, I very nostalgic when I go through places like Grizzly Hills. And, and you know, you go into Ice Crown for the first time. It, it, it's, it's an amazing experience and don't miss it by, you know, just teleporting to dungeons. It's ridiculous. I, I think another point that Dungeon Finder brings in, I uh, might have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it automatically forms your group for you. So you, yeah. can you, you, you can't say no to a person or something like that. Like they, I think you have to have like all four other people in your group, like vote to kick them out or something like that. I think it's three, but yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to pick a role. You pick a role when you join the finder, like a, dun a DPS or a tank heal, whatever you want. And then if, if that person doesn't fit your group, they, they vote kick. Which I don't yeah, like is that is uh, that something that's actually implemented for Wrath? I, I didn't remember this e either. I know this was a retail thing right now, but is, this isn't Wrath. It was, I think it was an original Wrath of Lich King. Yeah, yeah it like came in a, a, near the end. Yeah, you yep. you autom you you were automatically given a group basically. Like you didn't have a choice to to reject somebody. It was just here's a here's a ret paladin that's that's joined your group type of thing, and I don't like that at all because it forces you to play with people that you don't think are. A great fit for your um for your your group or maybe just you know maybe you're just somebody that doesn't like whatever um pick a pick an insert class here um you don't have that choice and a lot of players are like oh i hate that aspect of the game i don't like the fact that you know people are so elitist and blah 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 and it's like listen i i didn't force you to choose the choose a crappy spec or a crap, crappy class like that's not my problem why should i have to deal with it like you you chose to play x class knowing that this was going to be a problem for your class, why should I have to be forced to drag you along through an instance? Like, forget that. Yeah, that, that's a that's a very valid point. You know, you end up with that, that oddball guy that's like he's signed up as a DPS and he's got half his points in this tree. He's got seven points in healing and he's got his other points yeah. over here. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, Red Paladin yeah. signs up to be a tank. And, and it's yeah. a shame to, it's a shame I, to I, say that. Uh, I think I think I think you can only select um, the the roles based on the ta the points that you have in the talent tree. So, if you don't have more points in in um, prot than you do in ret, I don't think it'll let you actually even. I'm, I'm not sure, but maybe actually, you, I would I would argue original wrath. It so. wasn't like that, Algar. You could pick yeah. whatever you wanted. It if you were a player that could tank, you could do it. Because. Um, Here's an example, right? Everybody originally Frost was DK tanking, but everybody's saying Blood is DK tank now. So At if the they consider rep, Blood yeah. a DPS, and you want to go in as a tank, and like you can't select tank because you're Blood, like it would have to let you queue as varied, varied role or varied specs because you'll end up in a position where a min max setup is is more efficient than what the the finder thinks. Ah, uh, Fury Prot, cough. Yeah, something like that, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that would work if that was the way it is. And if that's the way it is, they need to fix it, in my opinion. But yeah. I, again, I don't know. And I don't know if that's... But that was just a speaking. I, I, I think it originally was based on what you chose. So if you chose mm -hmm. the tank, 
you could actually join as a tank, even though you were DPS. Yeah, I think you know, they, really. I think they that's why they had the option and where you could actually kick people out of the uh, out of the raid if you um if you wanted to. If they didn't fit the rule, they lied about yeah. it or whatever. You could just boot yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes three people, minimum three people, to vote them out. And if you have one person that doesn't want to vote them out, the vote fails and you're stuck with them. I'm just reading chat here. Like, you get this guy. He's like, he's an enhancement uh, shaman. Comes in. He's like, yeah, I'm a healer. Just jumps in the group and uh, tries his best, hoping that he can squeak nope. by. And you end up with a, nope. a mess. Oh, my, I mean, it's different, though, if you make the group yourself, like in TBC, and you have like, hey, I'm enhancing, like, I can just, like, roll some shit and see if we can, like, scuff our way through it. But that's fine, because, like, then you signed up for it, right? But not yeah. like in the dungeon finders, like you're, you're just stuck with this asshole who just like did this right. trolley thing. You're not you're not in the mood to, to to scuff your way through, and you end up with like a mishmash, yeah. mix mix match group. Whereas if it was your your friend or your dungeon buddy you run with all the time, and you're like, oh come on, man, you didn't respect, yeah. you didn't you didn't yeah. switch your spec, you're just doing something stupid, and you deal with it because he's your friend, and you're like, ah, oh, whatever. But to get it when you're look, I just want to get in here, get my stuff, get it done, get the daily, whatever it is, and then this is the guy you end up with. That could be a problem, I guess you could see, but at least they do have a tool to um, to deal with it. It's just a matter of convincing the rest of the group to to vote in a certain manner uh, because of that. Well, I think the worst part about it is also if you have two people, say, from that are friends and they join your group and you're trying to vote kick this one guy because he came in as DPS and you need a tank and his friend says, no, you're stuck. So what do you have to do? You have to disband the group and then yep, redo it again. Yep. So I think it's better off just to eliminate that completely and say, OK, I pick you and you and you because I know who you are and I know you know how to play the game. Even if you're DPS, I know we can cheese it. Right. Fine. But if you get somebody that's obviously you know a, a a wicked gear red paladin but they got green you know prat tank gear and they're trying to tank as red that's not going to work you know obviously yeah yeah that, that that brings a whole a whole slew of like messy combos that can that can come up but i think you know most of the time a lot of people that they're, they're you know you do queue by yourself but generally when i'm playing i'm, I'm the type of guy that's like i'll find one or two people i know and and if i can't fill in with the rest of the people i know then you go to that that group well i say group finder or looking for group or whatever add-on or tool or world chat whatever you're using to find players to fill in the rest of your your uh, accompaniment um you know you get them then and you, you sort it out on your own but if you've got you know the majority vote and the other thing too that brings in that just, just struck my my mind is um and i'm sure they probably have this resolved be, being as the tools coming partially from retail is the the exploitation of a tool like this you're like okay we'll get to the boss and when the thing drops like we'll just all vote to kick that guy and you can get the loot kind of situation like i certainly exactly. hope that there's those protections are put in place as as well yeah i definitely hope that that's not not the meta you know because you will get people that come in uh my buddy's plateware i'm a plateware oh we got this guy he's a pug and uh you know something drops that you guys really need to vote kick him right to me that that's just ridiculously wrong so hopefully blizzard learns from the mistake that they made i mean it's um we all went through it originally i mean i went through it originally i don't know about you guys but i think um hopefully they listen and they learn that's the biggest thing yeah the um here's another interesting thing chat's bringing up is, is wasn't there a 10 minute wait for the requeue if you left the uh left a group when using the yeah. finder and that, yeah, that was 15 15 dungeon 15, deserter 15 dungeon yeah. deserter yeah. was kind of like the yeah. the battleground deserter Yep. That's, that's uh, a, very similar yeah that's painful if if you're getting if you're getting forced like say you go in solo totally blind by yourself right 
and and you go into this and you've got you know four guys that are totally random to you and you suddenly discover that two of these guys are friends the one guy you know cute or something he shouldn't have and the other guy is well he's a few crayons short of the crayola box right <laughs> yeah. and you you're like you've wiped four times on a sub you know a sub difficult like the the blow level content or something that's just super easy a farm thing and you're dying left and right you're like dude i gotta get out of here like if you leave that you shouldn't be penalized that's yeah. like a train yeah it's yep. like going to do the trash in Uncatet, and people get in there and they wipe to the trash the spider trash and people like immediately bail and i'm like mm -hmm. dude the trash is harder than the boss you know you should know how you should know the instance you know when you've done it a billion times and for people just to, you'll get a lot of that. You'll get a lot of insta-bails. Like, you die on trash, insta-bail. You'll see that. that that's a, a retail mentality, right? Um, yep. Seeing that, because, again, as some of some of the people from my community know, there was a break between private servers and the classic launch where I played a portion of retail was leveling up, and I made a specific effort using this tool, finding groups, like, okay, let's see how long it takes to get someone to talk to us. And it was like four, yeah. five, six groups. Where I'm like, hey, how's it going? What's up, guys? What are you, you know, trying to engage people in conversation and get yeah. zero, absolutely zero response? Exactly your point. Yeah, I, I was. Uh... Our, our points to like right to the max. That totally kills the entire social. Aspect. I, I I briefly started leveling a druid on retail, and I got into a dungeon at like I was like 12, 13 when they, they start letting you queue, and I got in. I was just like, yo, hey, what's up, or like whatever, just like my normal thing I would say in like a TBC dungeon, just like hello or whatever, and just nothing. I just like occasionally say something like throughout the entire dungeon. I was like, I think one person said something else because we, we lost our way or something. But like it was almost zero social interaction at all. They, they almost think that you're weird if you even say anything. Yeah. Like, what, what is this guy talking about? What the fuck is this guy doing? Let's kick him out. He's being weird. Kick him out. Fucking pull, man. Just do tank. Don't fucking talk. Tank. That That's another funny thing, too. When you look at it, it's like I, I there was times like I, I was just. Like, you know what? I'm like, I'm just going to queue for a raid. I have no idea what it was. It's just mm -hmm. I just picked a raid that I could get into on retail, queued up for it, and went in the raid. No one says anything. They go down to the boss, and I'm like, I signed up as a tank. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just <laughs> like, let's go. Yep. And, it's hey, you know, designed for you not to know what you're doing and still do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I just was like, I want to see. And it was funny because no one says anything. And then, like, suddenly I was just out of the group. <laughs> like, apparently I got kicked. Like, it was, it was, it was so funny. But it also, the, the point of this is, is it also is, is a, a way to eliminate further social activity because there's no discussion. There's no, there's no, like, hey, man, like, you know, you can pull this over here. Or, hey, dude, you got to stay out mm -hmm. of the, out of the fire or, you know, do this or, or XYZ or this is the thing. You know, there's none of that. It's just, it's just, well, it's expected you just know, and if you don't know, can, they'll just kick you and find somebody who does. Yeah. All I can say to that doc like is that. welcome to Raid Finder, dude, because that's pretty much what Raid Finder yep. is. That's yeah, no, that, that's what it was. It's just it's just funny, and and like yeah. you know, back to what Alador was talking about, you know, this being what a lot of people argue was the beginning of the end. You know, in in this discussion here, I'm seeing a lot of points. This is this does it does very much look like the beginning of a lot of the features that evolved into what is in in retail now you know you're talking about the, the 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 finder the porting to one one location or another you know having the vote tool to kick people out um making all the content <clears throat> 10 or 25 man options um you know and then they're they're putting in the the hard mode options and things like that um 
now so you're seeing some of these things that have just trickled into or evolved into what is currently offered in retail but not to say um that aside i do really like that a lot of the raids they have the 10-man option and they have the 25-man option uh, I've always been an advocate of like bigger raid teams. Forty mans are, are fun to me. Uh, you know, I always enjoy the the RP aspect of a huge army of you know companions like trying cats, to slay a dragon, right? Versus ten guys going into a hole and you know killing a killing an oversized snake or something, right? It just doesn't <laughs> have the same you know uh, gameplay fantasy factor to me as sure. as the forty man raids do. You know, it's like I, I analogy I've used several times is if you watched. Uh, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings, the original three movies, and you've got this uh, giant battle scene. So how much less impactful would that mm. be if there was, you know, seven guys in the middle of that field fighting yeah. each other versus, like, <laughs> thousands of orcs and trolls and stuff? It, it would be uh, Lord of the LARP instead of Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I do think it's nice that, that it's there. It does make for, for, for better playability for different uh, demographics of people. But at the same time, having the, uh, the the hard mode option is nice, and then having the uh, battle specific uh, are, are they call I, I don't remember the terminology. Is, is it achievements that they call them for the uh, succeeding in certain fights? Like you know, don't do X Y Z during the fight. Yeah, or it's the US, okay, those, yeah, those fall into the achievement categories. Mm -hmm. Which again, I think those are really you know some people are like achievements are dumb. I I think achievements are great, but the problem is is the way people use achievements with the link achievement, link achievement. Uh, don't get me how, started. Am to, how am I supposed to do it if I can't get in there and I don't have the achievement? Yeah, yeah, there is the yeah. uh... that, that That whole thing started with the AOTC stuff. And I remember back in the day, if you didn't have AOTC, you were garbage. Like, you couldn't even get into a raid unless you linked your AOTC. And it was huge. Uh, AOTC is ahead of the curve for those of you who don't know. Basically, an achievement that uh, means that I killed the boss on Heroic, you know, while it was still current content. They didn't have Mythic back then, obviously, but... Um, and then you get the achievements in places like Ulular, you know, with the hard mode achievements and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you get a 25-min uh, Yogg Four Lights, and you go in there to do Yogg Saran, and if you don't have this achievement, they don't even let you in the group. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. You got something similar to that with Warcraft logs, though. Like, we have... Mm -hmm. I, I can't even tell you... High level and logging, and... Oh, my God. The whole, I mean, the whole thing turns me off. I can't even tell you how many people we've had apply that um, have not finished, like, um, like they they've not finished the the, the current content or stuff like that. Um, and you have to really kind of know how to dig through the logs to get a, a sense of whether or not the person's a decent player or not. So we've I've got one guy who um, is a priest in our guild, but. Um, just with the way he was playing in the previous content, I could tell he was a really good priest and it was worthwhile to to pick him up. But there's other players that have cleared all the content, but they're obviously performing pretty poorly compared to, uh, you know, they'll tell you oh, they're in a crappy guild or whatever, but then you go and check the guild's logs. and yeah. Did they have the uh, stretcher yeah. achievement? <laughs> but, yeah, the stretcher it, achievement for being carried? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's great. The stretcher achievement. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I would take uh, someone that would do um, the content correctly, DPS well, uh, CC when they're told to CC, and you know basically follow the lead of the raid leader. That's what you're supposed to do to be good, and then your DPS and everything comes on top of that, right? Oh yeah, we've had 
we've had guys who DPS extraordinarily well, but then when you go check their logs, like our raid leader would check their logs and they'll be like, oh, this guy's not doing any of the CCs. Like, obviously they're getting other people to do that. Yeah. He's just getting his parts and stuff. So um, yeah. generally that's kind of frowned upon, at least with us anyway. That's one of those things, and this is this is kind of sidetracking from everything. When you're looking at people's people's this this, this whole thing where an emphasis on parsing, parsing, parsing meters, parsing. Are you a 99 parse? Like, do this, link that. I want to see your like all these these stats and things. Like, I get people want to validate that the player they're getting is is a cap capable and competent player, but it's funny. And you just mentioned you know people trying to trying to acquire quality players and then looking at those things and then you look at their logs and you see oh this guy's just not doing any of his other required tasks right and and in in a from a management standpoint i found something like that um it's always been like you gotta you gotta designate a week for people and rotate them through like okay this is your parse week so you tell people they have this time frame like okay you don't need to do anything but dps everyone else picks up the spells this week and and some mm -hmm. of that i think will um will be helpful in that it allows the players to to have their their moment to do that and it also says you know a stronger designation to follow the task when given in a certain encounter and the thing is i think it's fun because if they're supposed to be parsing that week you can then stack them in the group that's appropriate without hurting your raid comp you know give them all those bonus benefits if you've got your your um pi or your whatever you know your your buffs and that kind of stuff and um you know you, you can give them that opportunity and then give someone else the opportunity next week. So it allows your group to be successful by following the mechanics because most fights and encounters are designed where, you know, people can pick up a slack. Someone could be dead. It can happen, you know, those kind of things. And I, I think it's a, a good solution to dealing with that type of, pro like what I would say problem, but yeah. I, I think, I think people have to understand too, that wrath, even though it's a, you know, one of the best expansions that exists in my opinion, the raids are not harder. The mechanics are there, the rating is there, but the power creep is real, and you know eventually people are gonna like they're gonna blow the blow the dungeons up. Mm -hmm. But I think the big thing is people have to like I've never been a 99 parser, guys. I'll be honest, you'll never see me have a 99 parse. I was always in the 80s and and maybe 92 at the most. But I guarantee you, if I was assigned a CC target, it was CC'd constantly. Mm -hmm. I sacrificed DPS to keep the raid alive, and a lot of people don't do that. And I understand the whole mentality of being like top 100 dps on the server whatever like that but if if you do that and your raid leader like alder said he looks at the logs and you've been healing yourself standing in fire the whole time you're not I actually good healer. or if you're dps yeah. and not focusing on anything else you're not a good dps standing in the fire to heal yourself or parse is the dumbest thing you could possibly do <laughs> like yep. you you just uh, you're it. like in my mind yeah. you're like the the you like see you I mean, see, I've seen you, people do it. I mean, you know, you it see, happens. You, you see that in videos all the time, though. Like when you're seeing, uh, um, I won't mention where in the world they're from, but there's certain guilds from certain parts of the world that uh, um, they notoriously have healers or they have people that you can see them in their videos that are bouncing in and out of the fire so that their healers can keep healing them over and over again. Like it's, yeah. And that's how they get these, yeah. out, these outrageously enormous parses. Mm -hmm. um, there's certain particular bosses where um, you can really kind of amp up your parse by deliberately not um, uh, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, for example, Muru, if you want to kill Muru as fast as possible, your, your DPS should be focusing on, on Muru for the first phase until, um, uh, uh, until the first Void uh, Sentinel comes out or 
Um, and then you swap over to that, right? Um, quite often as a warlock, like me, um, you're 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 casting Seed of Corruption in, into Maru. Well, that's not killing Maru any faster. That's that's so that you get your parses up. You're killing the humanoid mobs as they're running in and stuff like that. So you're doing way more damage. Technically, as a warlock, you probably should not be doing that. But if you want to actually compete for parses, you are doing that. Like I haven't yeah. been doing it generally, but now we're just kind of like, uh, we kill this boss so easily. Let's just let's just destroy everything and, and really ramp up our DPS. But mm-hmm. that's a different story when you got on a farm. But when you're actually progressing, that's that's hugely detrimental. Yeah, you're, you're you're trolling your raid if you're doing stuff like that. To be yeah. honest, and, and that's yeah. another another point that what I was saying earlier is like you can always pick a week to let. You know, if you got one healer and he's just one of those guys that love Parsis, fine, dude. Yeah. Go stand in the fire and blow every single cooldown you have. As long as you're keeping the tank alive too, whatever. It's your week to do it. You know what I mean? And and, and that just that solves some of that too. But at the same time, like it makes me want to like smack myself in the face of the frying pan when I hear that that's the solution that people come up with is stand stand in there and take more damage so you can parse harder. Which you know, some of this 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 whole conversation we get sidetracked a lot from where we were talking about the Wrath stuff, but it brings me back to to some of my my personal plans for for Wrath of Lich King, right? Like I've done, you know, again, if you followed my community, you've been in my community, you know, like I've had an extend extended period of time where I've led a guild, done main tanking, done the high parses, done all the the awesome classic content that I'm super big fan of, and. My TBSP experience was much different than that for a variety of reasons, and I, you know, I argue that it's the game design. I argue that it was the uh, the group that I ended up uh, electing to play with, and then I argue that there's some other things that just went into there as well. But all that aside, my plan is to take a completely different approach for Wrath the Lich King, where I'm overdoing the parts. I'm overdoing all these these high end, you know, this and this and this, and you know, pump that and everything else now. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with doing that. That's perfectly fine, and I expect people, you know, that I'm going to play with to do well. But I, I have a group of people that have kind of gotten together, and I think are somewhat like mentality and the flames with us. And I think Storm's got some characters that are in the guild as well. And um, we're just going to be setting up a very small squad of people to uh, be in not a guild. And it's essentially, I've just set out like, look, uh, show up with the proper spec. Uh, make sure you have enchants and proper gems and that stuff. Very simple things. And uh, just just come have fun, and we will do our best to kill things. I don't care if we kill everything. I don't care if we wipe ten times. I just want to, mm-hmm. you know, throw back a couple of beers, have fun, get through the ten-minute content. If we have enough players, cool. We can do the 25s, do some, you know, heroics and stuff. But just a very much more uh, relaxed interaction with the game. And I think that's something that's just going to make it personally more entertaining and more enjoyable for me. As well, I've had an experience, you know, I wasn't a big PvPer until I uh, decided to do some in Psalm, and I had a blast playing with the players until getting to the upper echelon of, um, you know, rank 13 into closing in on rank 14 and finding out all of the fundamental, fundamental, mathematical, and botting slash piloting problems that exist within the classic uh, ranking community. So I hope to be doing some PvP, which that will no longer be a problem as well. But that said, that's kind of what I'm shooting for uh, over on Mancrick to you know, just have like a, a squad of, uh, I don't want to say dad gamers, but more relaxed. Like-minded like, individuals. Yeah, like-minded yeah. individuals. What, what about you guys? What do you, I know, Aladar, you've got uh, some big things going for, for Tyrants, right? Uh, yeah, we're, um, we've I guess been known as a semi-hardcore guild um, with a bit of sweat. We want to kind of ramp up that sweat a little bit. Um, 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call us maybe a hardcore guild. Uh, we're not going to be doing splits or anything like that, but we've got two full raids that uh, are looking to full clear um, week one every phase, um, if not maybe even uh, night one. Um, and right now we're kind of looking through um, adding a couple of real gamers, basically. Um, we're looking for people, obviously, that uh, are looking to play hard, looking to sweat a little bit. Um, and we've got a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of spots available for, you know, one per tank and a couple of DPS spots and actually of, of all things, a resto shaman, which is odd because all throughout TBC, everyone, all they wanted were resto shamans, resto shamans, resto shamans, resto shamans. And we've always had between five and six, all of our, all of our shamans are swapping specs or swapping classes. Yeah, well, they're, no, they're all swapping classes. Wow. And we didn't have a resto shaman left over, and we only we're only going to be taking one shaman to start off with. So oddly enough, we actually have a spot for a resto shaman. I don't feel that it's going to be hard to find a resto shaman because there's going to be a lot of shamans that are suddenly looking for a raid group. Um, a lot of raids are going to be going from six shamans down to one, maybe two. So there's going to be some people looking for some spots. So I think we'll be able to find some find some, but. Um, yeah, basically, we just gonna want to amp it up and, and finish off classic with a uh, with a bang and look have something to look back at um, to be proud of. Uh, we don't want to just be raiding. Um, Tyrants, as many of you know, were built as a world PvP guild to begin with. Um, it was something that I started as, as more or less just kind of an offhanded joke comment on stream once, where I said, "Hey, let's let's go over to one of these faction balance servers, um, play on the the lower pop side." and just level PKRs and just roam around. And I, I thought it was gonna be like four or five of us. It turned into a guild um, almost large enough. Well, we had two full raids running at one point. Um, and I mean, there's videos of us, if any of you are interested, it's, there's videos of us just sitting outside of AQ40, just wiping raid after raid after raid. And we were easily the most hated guild on the server. We wanna get back to our PVP roots and um, we're going to have PVP nights with battlegrounds and stuff like that for the guild. And some of us are even talking about possibly swapping some characters over to another server and, and, uh, watch out benediction. Um, where are you yeah. guys at right now? <laughs> we're on, we're on Fairlina right now. Awesome. That, that sounds like that's, that's a, a good story there, man, for your squad. Do you think there's going to be, um, a lot of the, the winter grass changes, right? That's something we did. We, we touched on some of the other changes. What do you, what do you think about that? Are you guys going to be pushing? big on on winter winter grass at all doing that kind of stuff gain access to the uh, to the raid content um or just as uh, a, a new bg being there is it something that uh, you think is going to be entertaining for you guys i think it's going to be awesome man i mean originally if you're on a you know a faction imbalance server always one faction has it and you never have a chance to get it so the good thing is they're gonna they're gonna make it instance which i think is going to be amazing because you'll have more than one going on at a time. And I, I think the other big thing is, um, for I don't know if for 100% if, if it's faction imbalanced. If, say, for example, we're on Mancrick and it's like 99% Horde and the 1% Alliance, if they can get their own instance version, but who are they going to play against? That's, that's what I'm concerned about. Is it going to be, you know, Horde versus Alliance, same server, or are they going to cross-server match them with somebody else? I mean, I can see it being fantastic if they do it right. If they do it wrong, it's going to be empty. I, but they I, think, do they'll, it right. I think they'll they'll get it filled, and it'll be it'll be yeah, going off regularly. Yeah. Um, as far as getting enough bodies in there and that kind of stuff. Well, it's, it's cross server. They've changed it to be cross server now. Oh, did they? Yeah. 
I thought they were going to do um, um, same factions on the same server. Or did they change it? No, I, I from what I understand, it's cross-server now. Uh, and they've, they've made some uh, some sort of, uh, what's the word, uh, technology or whatever, where when you fly in, it'll kind of phase you to another uh, phase, whatever, and you'll see other people from other servers, as as if Wintergrass was working as it was intended to originally, but mm -hmm. it'll actually fill up the zone. It'll just be with players from other servers, because obviously not always going to be enough people on a server to fill it up, so... Uh, hopefully it works because wintergrass is is fun when you when you do it right and you're you're running you know the way it should be you should always like it shouldn't have like a six hour cooldown like it used to have i think it was like half a day or whatever it used to be on on the server i was on anyway um if they had it running instance constantly constantly i think that would be much better that's the, I ideally would... yeah I would think that might even be the way it ends up playing out, right? Because if you're having, you're phasing in either every single battle group has to be on the exact same timer, which then means you're limited of your available access to it. Like if you're working when the when the uh, the first one goes off, and then you've got to be in bed by the time the next one kicks off, like you've missed it. So they're gonna have yeah. to do something where it's. I bet you it's probably gonna be, you know, once they have enough bodies in there from whatever battle group, it'll just pop off. And whether like, it almost like Ultrack Valley, the same way Ultrack Valley was yeah, launched. But Maybe, you might, yeah, you might end up with like the because um, from what I understand, it's going to give a buff to gain access to the raid. Um, that w what might happen is that buff just might have a cooldown or something. Like you know, you get the buff and you can only get that once every so often or something. But the the the, the event will continue happening constantly. That's something I guess we we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if I haven't heard or I actually haven't looked into specifically if that's something that's going to to. to work that way but i would imagine based off the description and information you guys provided there that it's probably going to i hope so i, I think it's going to be a huge uh, a huge battleground way way more important like to me for example i like Aldrich valley and i like winter grass but like strand of the ancient stuff like that I, I was never a big fan of capture the flag that's why i'm not a big warson gulch fan i mean i'll do it if i need the honor but i much prefer the uh the actual fight battlegrounds where you go from place mm -hmm. to place to place fighting yeah. Well, again, and that's that's something that, you know, I, I don't remember the objective requirements for Winter's Grasp because I don't know that I honestly did it more than one or two times, maybe when Winter's Wrath came out. But that um, I hope it doesn't turn into what uh, what AV is. All right, 37 people run yeah. immediately to the no. end. Five people stop along the way, kill the towers, and then there's like those yep. five guys off in the freaking you know, harpy cave or something <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's it. Well, <laughs> you're going to have uh, wintergrass. Basically you have to gather resources. So you ba basically have to go and get like, um, for Alliance, you have to get like, um, what do you call them? The siege engines and stuff like that. Same mm -hmm. with the horde. And then you have so many people do that. And then you have so many people assault the towers and you have so many people assault the gate, uh, you know, and then it, it sort of like flows into each other. And then in each little area, you'll have groups I used to call them gank squads. So, for example, you'll have geared warriors and stuff run down to a specific place and destroy everybody. You know, so it, it, it actually is fun. You're running around with, like, mini gank squads. It's it, uh, very much fun. Yeah. I, I look forward to that. My experience in the, the Season of Mastery PvP, um, you know, made me have a, have a good taste for it. So that's something that uh, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I uh, I plan on, on my warrior that I'm currently leveling. I hope to do some arenas and climb the ranks in there because the warrior is supposed to be very strong in arena with that uh spell reflect and 
yes. arms and furies just supposed to blow people up and it's it's not very complicated to play because honestly i'm not really much of a pvper in world of warcraft i've never been desperate never been my play style but oh you will be make what sure the hell? you have your sword and board macros yeah Once exactly you get started so. you will be yeah yeah well it's it's i've never enjoyed it much in the past because of people funny enough like rogues where they just endlessly they endlessly uh sap gouge blind whatever the fuck it's like right i am not playing the game now and i'll just die diminishing <laughs> and, returns for the win yeah it's, it's, yeah it's been not 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 always the, the most fun experience but uh i'm gonna delve into arena this time since uh since wrath will very likely depending on what blizzard does after wrath wrath will likely be my uh swan song to world of warcraft yeah. to wrap yeah, things up so i, I think i'm in that same boat too i mean I, mm -hmm. i've said this a couple of times in recent history i said i don't see anything that they could potentially do that's going to interest me to continue to play any type of what if? classic content classic plus beyond, classic plus that's the only thing i'd be what if though? beyond wrath but it, you saying classic plus that's the only thing that would maybe consider um yeah. another expansion is is that classic plus i don't have faith that they'll do it correctly I, I don't yeah, me too. That me too. Right. There's no chance I'm interested in Classic Plus. I, I don't know no, how anyone could ever believe that, that Blizzard could actually do, do any development and actually make the game better. Yeah. They're, 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 Unless I mean, they brought back the original we, we game. We had Classic Plus. It was called Season of Mastery. It was yeah. an absolute disaster. Look <laughs> they at did, what they happened. did it really look, badly. Look, yeah. I, well, that, that, that's the point, though. Look at, look at exactly what happened when you allowed Blizzard to develop vanilla. They turned it into season of mastery, and it was an absolute shit show. Are we allowed to say that word? On yeah, yeah, you can say. Sure, why not? Okay, I just want to make sure. Sorry. Um, it, 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 that's what happens when you allow Blizzard to develop these games. So the only thing that I would be interested at all in playing after Wrath is vanilla. Classic era. Classic era. No, 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 no vanilla. No. I, I, not classic era. Vanilla. Classic mm -hmm. era. Like every time I hear some idiot, this is the first response. I, I always get some Nimrod who's like, well, you've already got, you've already got classic era, dude. That's not the same as vanilla. And anyone who says <laughs> that is not. absolute is an absolute idiot. The, the like people... I, if ahead, you've sorry. said that on my stream, you are an absolute fucking moron. Okay. Like <laughs> that is not the same thing. Cl classic era is not the same as vanilla. The only thing I would be interested in playing right now is vanilla again. And you're already starting to see a resurgence of people begging for vanilla to come back. I have no doubt. People are talking about, oh, they're going to go to Cataclysm. Why would they go to no, Cataclysm? 90% of the no. classic community hates left. Cataclysm. They left. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? That in itself is enough evidence to prove that Blizzard will actually go to Cataclysm because they always they do something stupid. So instead of acknowledging yeah. that, hey, our, our oldest version of the game is the best version and we're going to go in and, and just relaunch vanilla again for all these people that want to play it again, even though they can't believe it, they'll give us another one of those lines you think you do, but you don't BS. But that's what people that's what people are wanting to play. And you're already seeing it with these with these private servers that are coming out like Everlook and stuff. Like mm -hmm. they're going to be, it's Everlook for those of you that are, don't know, but somehow don't know about Everlook. It's going to be the largest private server that has ever launched at launch. Like it is going to be bigger than Northdale, than Lights Hope, than uh, Nostalrius at launch than they, than any of those were. But of course and that we're not be... advocating anybody play on those places. We're yeah. just talking about the fact that they exist. No, yeah. I, I I am. Go ahead. You should play. <laughs> <laughs> They're very very good versions of the game, 
And, and I honestly think that you're going to see people, if they don't come out with vanilla, you're going to have another resurgence of private servers and mm-hmm. a lot of people going back to playing private servers. And if they don't come out with vanilla after Wrath, if they go to Kata, I'll be playing on a private server. There's no doubt. Yeah. If here's, I'm playing, I'll be playing on a private server. Here's the thing to, to just add on to exactly what you said. Is anyone that calls what the, the classic relaunch was? It's not. It's it's not. It's not right because no. they give you and and this is I won't go through the whole tirade, but the most watered down version of the game with the most overpowered version of the gear and talents without any kind of progressive itemization through the content. So you're getting all of these really strong things right at the very beginning, and it's not that it's hard, and it wasn't. It's not hard even without them. The thing is, it's just different, right? It's yeah. different, and the way you want to play it is like, I enjoy. You know, knowing this thing's coming up and having like, oh, you want to get this item, or you're gonna edge masters, or you're gonna, um, you know, have X Y Z becomes available, or the class quests come in, and you know, making sure you pick the right trinket and all, all that kind of stuff is just things that it's it's fun to know and know about and enjoy progressing through the game in that manner versus what they gave us. And I think that I've had that argument mm. with you over and over again. But but yeah, that was Aladar. I think you're right on that, man. And and then and the thing is, is the consensus of this, in my opinion, I think, is that most of us would not find an interest in anything other than, like you said, a proper relaunch. And if, well, even, if even if they did fresh, of I would like they, to postulate. Right, I would like to postulate a very tinfoil hatty, rose-colored glasses, just like maybe Blizzard will pull their head out of their ass. I. 99% of chance yeah, they once, won't. Once it's sold to Microsoft, they'll pull their head out of their ass. Yeah, but yeah. tinfoil hattie, right? Let's let's see this, yeah. right? There's, if, if they were to release, like, like right, we have Wrath of Lich King, okay? And then we have, like, a split of timelines, okay? So instead of Cataclysm, oh God, they make a, an entire, no, yeah, instead of Cataclysm and going down that stupid path, they release an entirely different expansion based on the quote-unquote values and things that they're trying to you know keep with classic because they have a lot of loose story ends it could they could still bring the story back to kalimdor and eastern kingdoms and it would center around those two main land masses similar to Catacly- how cataclysm was except without the maelstrom um because we have the scarlet crusade which no, thematically no, uh, yeah and i but also scarlet crusade scarlet crusade would be a perfect uh staging point off from wrath of the lich king so how i envision this right is we have the Scourge Invasion, the whole Lich King, that whole, you know, bullshit going on. But the Scarlet Crusade, right? They really hate the undead. So they see everything that's going on. They say, wait a minute, this is getting fucked. We need to do something. And so now we have this, like, Scarlet, this, they, like, start expanding, right? And they start pushing more into Lordaeron. They start pushing more into, like, Elwyn Forest. They're like, well, Storwind can't fucking take care of this, and we need to step in. So that would give an excuse for the Alliance to step in. And so then now we could have this like this whole Scarlet Crusade raid, and we could go figure out what's going on with the uh, the big ass portals in like Duskwood to the Emerald Dream, and there and there's uh, there's like several empty zones. We could have Hyjal. We have a non-Cata version of Hyjal, and whatever the fuck's going on there. Like if they were to do an opposite, sto- a different storyline after Wrath expansion, I would be down for that. Now, obviously, Tinfoil Hat they probably won't happen in the fucking yeah. blizzard all the, that the, bullshit the but it's not there <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. this would be amazing and i would love it and this this would keep me playing most likely won't do it but i think without the original <laughs> dev team uh that shit's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> and, and yeah you're, you're asking you're actually asking blizzard to put money into developing the classic version of the game they would make money though if they fucking did this, they're, they would make hand over fist money if they did it right. If they did it right, they're, they're making they're making tons of money now. Yeah. Yeah. They would make even more money. 
Yeah, they, they already get paid, I, dude. They, Microsoft already bought them. Like, it's yeah. already done. <laughs> I, I don't think they would make more money. I think you'd lose people if they start, if if Blizzard started developing the game. You'd actually lose the the core classic like yeah. community, and they'd be like, "I'm not playing this." And then you've got a bunch of players that are not playing it and spending all this money on developing it. I don't think it's good though. It all hinges on on it being actually good though. Yeah, I, I think any any anything like that would just it would like you said it would have to be it would have to be good and it had to be handled in the right way. And I think yeah. a lot of that comes with the way they pitch to the community and exactly yeah the, you know what the community is going to to think and, and and take on that. But again, at all boils I think it, almost unanimously I would say with us and speak up if otherwise it would, none of us have confidence that Blizzard can do it right. No, no, it's and, a pipe dream. So in a perfect scenario they roll back to original classic again, launch original classic and then go through again to Cataclysm? Is that what you guys are saying would be the best course to, of action? To Wrath you mean, Flame? Yeah, yeah right, to, right to Wrath. At the end I of Wrath I likely back wouldn't start play again personally. I, I, I mean, do have 30 I, years wouldn't. in this game. I, I wouldn't play TBC and Wrath again, but I definitely play Vanilla again. But yeah. as far as Blizzard developing any other content for a World of Warcraft, when was the last time Blizzard developed anything for any of their IPs that has actually been decent? Like you, we can talk about their yeah, mobile game. You can talk about um, Season of Mastery. You can talk about their last few expansions for retail. Um, mm -hmm. You can talk about um, their uh, uh, Warcraft Reforged. Like they have not actually put out a p uh, one decent piece of anything in forever diablo are you talking about diablo 4 diablo immortal yeah. like diablo it, mobile it, it's yeah. a hot me it's a hot mess man like what, what, what's the last piece of like anything that they've ever put out that has been decent like yeah. it, even it, like it, Hearthstone, it, it, when it first came out that yeah, was years well, ago well, go, go ahead and finish your point aladar no, that's my point, though. Like, I, I can't I can't be bothered to listen to them with any of their developments. Even, like, Dragonflight, yeah. they've made one change, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. That's going back to their trees. The rest of the the rest of it kind of looks like a hot mess. Like, I don't have any faith that this expansion is going to be better than Battle for Azeroth or, or Shadowlands. Like, why Welcome would anyone have Welcome to Dragonflight. We've had that there'll since There'll be more people playing Wrath than it there will be It might be better than Shadowlands, but that's not saying much. Yeah. There'll be, there'll yeah, be more... There'll be more people playing Wrath than there will be Dragonflight, I think. Oh, that was, that was a, a conversation uh, that Aldar had 100%. earlier. Yeah, I, I we talked about this earlier, and I, I made this point in my stream, and I had people in my stream thinking I was crazy, and I'm like, there are more people that have played TBC than mm -hmm. played mm -hmm. Shadowlands, and I think day one of each expansion, whether it's Wrath of the Lich King or Shadow or um, Dragonflight, you will have more people playing Wrath of the Lich King day one than day one of of uh, Dragon. Just look at logs. Like there's like ten hundreds of thousands of logs for Sunwell, and there's like less than ten thousand logs of the last raid of Shadowlands. It's like I don't even think of that. I, I think people just are tired of them failing over and over and over again. Well, it's just and less they just want, it. Yeah. They they just don't want the retail experience. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, it's no. it's just not the way to go. You want to keep this game alive, you keep the classic experience running. And I'm, I'm not talking about Wrath Classic. You know, and, and, and all the other classics after that. I'm talking about going back to the basics and doing what's, you know, what works. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about the vision we see with the way Blizzard is developing the game and, and or what they've developed with retail and the way they've treated the classic experience and the things that have happened. And, you know, again, we've talked about the fact that a lot of us are not really interested in anything beyond the Wrath experience that's going to be brought and then and or if we played 
you know, maybe playing vanilla over again, just re-leveling different classes and experiencing that content mm -hmm. from a different vantage point. But with that being said, it's one of the reasons why, you know, um, and those, again, from my community have heard me say many times, the game that I've put on, yes, it's been in development for like eight years or whatever, but I'm desperately hoping that it, that it comes to fruition, uh, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, you know, because... Uh, as a group here, we've talked about this, and, and you know we, we want to have interest in, in not only talking about World of Warcraft content, but considering what other games are coming in the future and what kind of things that they have to offer. And you know the biggest thing that drew me to Pantheon originally was the fact that it was being um, you know spearpointed by Brad McQuaid, who was uh, you know a big factor in the way the original EverQuest game came out and was developed. And I liked a lot of the things that that game had in it. And that made me have this appeal for Pantheon, which is an upcoming MMO being created by Visionary Realms. They have a small team, and um, it's going to be something that's going to... It's expanded. It's gonna, yeah. It, it's still a small team. It's not a, a yeah. you know, a massive <laughs> uh, It's not an Amazon Studios yet. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not an Amazon not. No, Studios no, 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 no. production. But they're getting bigger. Like but, yeah. yes, there was an update are. recently. They did get a, a new influx. I think it was like... Uh, two million something dollars from Co yeah, Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Who Co Carnage is a streamer here on Twitch as well, who's a big advocate for the game. He's done a lot of things for them. But um, I would encourage you guys out there, you know, to to take an opportunity to look at uh, Visionary Realms. They're making uh, Pantheon: Rise of the Fallen. It's going to be, you know, a uh, an MMO that's got a lot of features that I feel will will fit well as far as you know the class um, the classes being unique and having powerful skills that are fun and uh innovative you know they have a whole uh player versus environment uh concept and i don't mean player versus environment as far as you know player versus killing a monster it's this area is like exceptionally cold and you have to to work with their acclimation system which is getting used to those areas are coming I, i'm assuming there's going to be some gear based things and you know spells and stuff yeah, that allow you to reverse so. certain areas that have these unique features to them um you know lots of different uh, smart ai within the uh, uh, NPCs as far as you know the proper helping assisting buffing debuffing cleansing each other all those kind of neat things that you do see a lot of but I think this is supposed to be or purported to be at a, a stronger level and uh, the progress I've seen them make over the years has just been um, impressive to me from where it came from when I originally looked at some of their their initial um, you know programming and images and screenshots and stuff up to what they have now the biggest lackluster thing I think is some of the um, the way the combat looks. It does have nice particle effects and things like that, but the, the character models and things yeah. I think are still being developed out and fleshed out for a, a better uh, combat experience. But um, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, that's something I've been following along on the sidelines. I do have a couple of YouTube videos about it, and I'm hoping to get some more of those made. But uh, just a shout-out to that, guys. And um, I, I don't know. You guys have been following some other games as well. I know Aladar's uh, up with Ashes of Creation yep. a bit. Same. Me with yeah. Ashes. Yep. Yeah, Ashes of Creation is the one that's really, um, really big on my list. Um, I bought into the early alpha, um, so alpha one or whatever, so I got to play it. Um, considering the um, stage that it was at in development, I was extremely excited after playing it. There obviously wasn't a lot to do in the way of quests or how high up in level you could get, but the way the game felt, felt all right. Um, at the time, it was being um, developed in Unreal Engine 4. Um, they've since swapped everything over to Unreal Engine 5, which mm -hmm. has allowed them to basically fast track the development of the game. And they brought in a lot of other really amazing features, like one of them, like the uh, environment changing or seasons in the game, which to this day, I still can't believe that other games haven't done. 
um, where virtual like, seasons, win- yeah, win- winter yeah. hits and suddenly there's there you know there's snow and it's not like suddenly you know you open up the game and suddenly an hour later there's ten feet of snow on the ground or anything like that, like it's it it happens over the course of many days type of thing. Like you can feel the season changing. Um, they'll have player housing. Um, they'll have you'll have empires. You know, like basically like guilds that run towns or whatever and every every map is going to be different it's called a it's called a basically a uh that it's called the sandbox theme park mmo and basically it's a it's a mix between the uh theme park mmo which is like um halt, or sorry like a world of warcraft and final fantasy and a sandbox mmo which is basically something completely different where it's basically player driven something like eve online or something like that and if you've watched the lazy peons video on that yeah that's actually where i'm ripping off this content from this he's if you haven't seen anything on um ashes of creation lazy peon did a video on it like i don't know a week ago on youtube right on youtube i would strongly advise you go watch it and he will show you all the stuff that they're doing a lot of the stuff that he talks about, you might be like, no, come on, this is this is way too big. There's no way they're going to be able to do all of this. They already had a lot of this stuff implemented in early alpha. So like the town building and all this other sort of stuff, it was already implemented in early alpha. And you were already able to experience this sort of stuff. And it running on Unreal Engine 5, it's going to be easier on your system to run. And it's also going to be, um, they're going to be able to de- develop it a lot faster. When I first was playing Alpha, I thought, okay, this is probably still four years away. Now that they've up- upgraded to Unreal Engine 5 and they've explained how much it's fast-tracked their development, I wouldn't be surprised to see this game out in a couple of years, two and a half years. Yeah, for years, sure. Like that. Yeah. My concern about Ashes of Creation, though, is that similar to, so there was uh, Anthem that came out, what was it, like four, four or five years ago now? That game was very flashy. It had a lot of uh, a lot of really pretty things to it, but what it ended up being was like a mile wide mile wide pond that's an inch deep. And I'm really concerned that that's what Ashes of Creation is going to be. It looks really pretty. Combat looks okay, but it looks. I'm, I'm concerned that that's another another game where they're just capitalizing on. Oh, look at these beautiful graphics, and then it's it's a mile wide pond that's an inch deep, and it's just. Um. There's nothing to do within about you know a week or a month or whatever. No, the, the, the I'm like Alder. I've done a ton of research on this too, and uh, I actually follow one of the guys that does all the media stuff for them, uh, Paradox Gaming Network on Twitch. Mm-hmm. That guy is amazing. He he writes the wiki for it, and he right. basically has an inside track to Steven and all the guys that run the game. And it won't be an inch, an inch deep. I can guarantee that it'll be a mile deep when this game comes out because they're not going to release it until it's perfect. They're not going to rush it out and then patch it and patch it and patch it. Right, because they have the funding. These guys are going to do it right. It's not so. even the funding. It's not even the funding. Um, the thing is that they have a vision, and they want this game to be the best game possible at release. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to be going back and patching it over and over again. So yeah. I think I'm going to be very surprised if it's as good as I think it's going to be. And mm-hmm. uh, when Alder said he, he got into the alpha, I was like, man, I wish I had gotten into the alpha because it looks amazing even from... The videos that i've seen so i can't wait to try it i mean i hope well, it is I, 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 i've I had, been burned yeah i had to pay to get it <laughs> let me let's yeah, let's I, I know. that i had to pay for, to get in yeah but the um uh, to me it was worth it it was content for the stream and uh, a lot of my followers pitched in for that 
Um, so I thank them. But there's, um, I, I know um, maybe some people don't have much faith in, in Ashes of Creation, but there's a lot of stuff that you're going to be able to do. There's going to be a lot of inter-guild wars um, to fight over cities or just guild wars against each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and if it's, the, it, that's going to bring so much more than just your PvE go and do a raid video game like the pvp aspect is going to be absolutely like out of like out of this world i think the caravan system too is going to make it amazing it's going to make it amazing the pvp that's going to generate yeah have you played uh why can i not remember what it was the the camelot game so they had like the three faction pvp with keeps and stuff aldar dark ages of camelot yeah dark age yeah yeah is is oh. and I'm not up on ashes as much. Is that something? Does it seem like it's going to be you know something kind of like no. that with these city battles and stuff, where there's a lot of in depth and preparation and people you know guilds defending and attacking? Because so, my brother played that and he said it was a fantastic amount of fun. There's there's no um, factions in Ashes of Creation. <laughs> there's um, different nodes around the map, which are locations where cities can be built. And based on where players are doing activities, doing quests, um, stuff like that, will determine how fast those cities get built up. So from one one server to another, the cities that get built up into the largest cities in the area will be completely different than um, on an, on one map. Because some players might uh, be focusing on one area on one server, and on another server it might be in a different area. So the larger cities will be in completely different areas. And it'll be also like determined based on what race is building the city, because it'll be those races building types that get built. So each each of the cities themselves will actually look different. Um, as far as warring goes, no, each like each there's no factions or anything like that. Like you have a mayor of the town, basically type of thing. They determine the tax rate and all that sort of stuff. If they're a tyrant and ramp up the taxes, or whatever they they suffer the consequences of people abandoning the town and saying fine screw you in which case you'll have no people to tax so you got to be careful um but you can also buy player housing in that town so if you buy a house and somebody declares war on your town you know you've got a certain amount of time to prepare for it probably a couple of days or something um but if you own property there you're going to be more willing to actually come to the defense of that town than just say oh forget it uh, you know I, I don't have anything to lose here so you don't want to lose your house because if if another group takes over your town, you lose you lose your your player housing as well. That's that sounds kind of intense. That's um, that's, oh, it's crazy. Like there's a, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot to it, man. That's that's pretty so, cool. So the um, I know you got um, uh, it was um, the game you were talking about. Um, I can't remember the name Pantheon? of it right now. Pantheon, yeah, they got a lot of their um. Like they had a lot of their people that were from Dark Ages of Camelot and stuff like that, um, but um, uh, Ashes of Creation—it's the same thing. Like the the guy who basically owns the company, Sharif—I can't remember his, his exact name right now—but he his history is basically with games, you know, like you know, um, Shadowbane, Ultima Online, you know, stuff like that. Like he's gone through the gamut of all the PvP games. And he's kind of grabbing a lot. Like there's a game called Shadowbane where it was a lot of siege warfare, and you're going to see a lot of that in Ashes Creation, kind of like you were supposed to. In, in um, uh, there was another game that uh, some of the developers. ESO. 
No, there was another game that uh, came out. Uh, anyway, I can't remember the name of it. His name is Stephen, by the way. Alan. Was it New World? Stephen, Stephen Sharif. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, but, but yeah, it's, I, I think um, there is so much to do in Ashes of Creation. It's not like a one-trick pony. There's numerous things that you're going to be involved in. But if you want to just role-play that you're a blacksmith in a town, you're more than welcome to do that as well. They're not stopping you from doing that. But if you want to partake and you know rise up to become the mayor of a town and raise an army and attack other other towns or declare war on other guilds, you can do that. This strikes me. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, so it's not GTA RP. It's going to be Ashes or ACRP. You're going to have people like, oh, I'm the blacksmith <laughs> of the town. I think the big difference is like, <laughs> you got to understand, this is not World great. of Warcraft. This is a PvP world that you're going to be in full time. You can choose whether yep. to be a combatant oh, or not, my. but I can still attack you and still kill you if you're not going to defend yourself. You know, so it's it's a dog eat dog world, and you got to be prepared for that. that There's that, no social contract. That could be a hilarious and very entertaining opportunity for content right there. The totally sidetracking on that, you know, because we <laughs> the, an R, Ashes of Creation RP would be so funny if it plays out the way it sounds, especially if there's like a town battle going on. Bring out mm. your dead. Like I don't yeah, know. I just I just see goes. the humor in that, right? Um, Fuck the Undertaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But um, guys, I think does anybody have any other any other kind of comments about the the subject matter we covered this evening? I did have a couple other things I wanted to jump onto here in a second. Nah, go ahead, man. You're good. No. Um, yeah, everybody that's been out here watching tonight, listening tonight, whether you got us on YouTube, whether you got us on Twitch, whether you're on one of the podcast platforms, uh, thank you guys very much for taking the time to come out here and support us and uh, you know show some love. We have yet to uh, the, this would be the podcast that is yet to be named, but uh, we do have intentions to continue making these periodically. Um, big shout out to the gentlemen that are, that have joined us here tonight, uh, guys. If you please would just um, you know re uh, announce your you know, your socials and stuff, where people can find you and um, let them know who you are. So everyone, please take an opportunity. I am Dokken underscore TV on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all the other platforms. You can find me under that name. And uh, if you would sound off for me, fellas. Uh, I'm Aladar at uh, twitch.tv slash Aladar. And you can find me there uh, six nights a week from 9 p.m. Eastern until really late, except for tonight, um, because I'll be starting late because of my download of the new House of the Dragons episode just ended, so we'll be delaying <laughs> nice. the stream until until I finish watching that first. I don't want to get any, uh, you know, any spoilers while I'm while I'm streaming. Nice. Yeah, and, uh, I'm Flamestrike. I'll get, let me go first, Storm. I'm uh, Flamestrike. Twitch.tv slash Flamestrike, and then Flamestrike TV on all other media. Go ahead, Storm. And uh, I'm Stormfrax. I am here, uh, Stormfrax TV at Twitch, and then Stormfrax on YouTube. I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. So check me out there. And uh, yeah. And again, guys, thank you so much for all the awesome discussion and the efforts you guys put in this evening. Chat, thank you guys for being here. Please go show some love to these gentlemen uh, in the most uh, platonic way possible by going to their channels, giving them follow, and sub, whatever it may be, and uh, show them some love. Feel free to come back. Join us at any of our locations to continue uh, these conversations. And stay tuned for announcements about our next upcoming episode, which all of these episodes will include whatever we happen to be doing currently for our content and other games as we've touched on Ashes of Creation and Pantheon Rise of the Fallen this evening. So feel free to hit us up, give us suggestions, feedback, comments, and uh, we'll see all of you 
for episode two. Thank you very much.